welcome to spooky shit it's hope oh should i should i say something is that part of yeah because you usually i say it's hope and then you say yeah uh it's brand sorry it's very early for me it's like it's like (laughs) good old time for hope and i'm like i woke up an hour ago yeah, that's true. But you know what I was doing while you were sleeping? I was reading about scary stuff, and now I'm very scared and alone. Dude, it's been a spooky kind of week, and yeah. it's kind of great. Also, um, terrible. So, yeah. you know how I don't like to do things? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, like I Like, doing, doing things, things too. it's so terrible, um, especially when mm-hmm. you work all day, and then you're like, I'm going to go home and watch some anime. Like, that's- Yeah, and it's it's like, that's the most I can do. Yeah. So, um, on Thursday, my friend's like, hey, you want to go see It with me? And I'm like... And you, and you said no, because well, that's a bad idea. Yeah, and she's like, "It's also, it's at, like, 10 p.m. in Hollywood. And I'm like, these oh. are all the things I hate. <laughs> but she was like, I'm terrified, and I need someone to be terrified with. And I'm like, uh, okay. So, I fucking left my home at 9 p.m., drove to fucking armpit of L.A., which is Hollywood. Wow. And watched it. And you know what? It was kind of a fun ride. Was it? Was it scary? Yes. I'm very terrified that there is a uh, clown everywhere. Everywhere? Everywhere. Um, (laughs) But... The thing I liked about it was, is it half the time it was like a feel good coming of age story about like boys in the 80s. So like half of it was like, hey, this is stand by me. Let's like (laughs) go jump in a river in our tidy whities and learn about love. And I'm like, yeah. But then they all got eaten by a clown. But yeah, then they all got eaten by a clown. So like it's it's super adorable. They hired all these really great kid actors and it's like super nostalgic obviously nobody wants to live in the present i can attest that and they're like riding their bikes and it's summer and oh there's mean bullies and they're so mean and they're all just like having a great time then like (laughs) in the fucking bushes is a clown and you're like what the Uh, brandy is the clown tim curry it is like not. in the original it's not no it's some other bro and who is it uh i think his name is bill skarsgård who the fuck oh <laughs> you know what? i think he was the villain in girl with the dragon tattoo so that maybe makes sense. but um he's he's like 85 percent cg so shrugs well that's worse yeah he's cg like sh- how shrek looks or cg like like how the he, mermaids and Harry Potter looked. CG like the worst parts of Shrek when you remember that Shrek was made in 2001 and it becomes terrifying. Oh no. But just the terrifying part like the CG itself is pretty good. But like yeah. the scary part defo. But like you know me. I despise horror. Mhm. But <laughs> that's why we do this podcast. That's why we do this. Like it's the worst. Um mm-hmm. but it was kind of fun. Yeah. Also, I'm not super afraid because it only likes the children's and I am not a children's. That's I'm glad. So as long as it's uh, like that has been keeping me sane in these nights. But I did have to like the the night after when I came home at fucking midnight because that's a it's like a two hour. It's like two hours and 15 minute long movie. So I got home at like 1 a.m. midnight 
and I'm like, okay, so it's the witching hour and everything's fucking terrible. I just listened to mm-hmm. so many Mabim Bams to fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the only way to do it. Let the boys lull you to sleep with their I goofs. know. They, they chase away all the, all the clown. Um, but did you know that the witching hour here in like Western culture is, is 12 PM, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. when the space between us and the paranormal world is like thinner, the line is thinner, but right. in Japan, it's like 2 AM for some mm. reason. Yeah. Is this an expert transition? Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be until you called it out. Today we're talking about Japanese ghosts. Japanese ghosts who are called, uh, there's a lot of Japanese words in this episode, and I apologize in advance. Uh, yeah, for real, I'm sorry. That anime did nothing to help. Anime does not help. It does not I'm like, help at all. sitting here, watching all these animus, trying to get my expert Japanese on. It doesn't help. Also, I mostly watch dubs. But yeah, of course, it does fucking nothing. <laughs> um, anyway, they're called yurei. Yurei. A Japanese ghost is called a yurei. So mm-hmm. um, not a yuri, which would be. Not- oh, I wish they different- looked like yuri, but instead they're horrible. <laughs> instead yeah, they're nasty. That'd be a very, very different experience if it was just a beautiful skater boys, not as in skateboards, ice skating. No, through my ice dreams. Skating. Beautiful face, body and soul. So if you are a coward like Hope and I, go ahead and imagine all these Yurais as Yuris skating through your life. Dancing Mm -hmm. on their blades. Mm -hmm. um, Yeah, but Yurais, why don't you you let us know about them, Brandy? What do they look like? What do they do? What's their deal? Let me tell you all about them because holy shit, there's like a lot of info on them and they're kind of awesome. Like Japan, we already knew Japan's awesome. But they mm-hmm. really know what's up in the spooky territory. So, yurei is a name that consists of two kanji words. Yu, meaning faint or dim, and rei, meaning solar spirit. So that's pretty Whoa. obvious. It's like Faint, dim, solar spirit is such a better name than ghost. Yeah, like what does ghost mean? I don't... Nothing. Nothing. But this what is does like... faint, dim, solar spirit mean? I can see it in front of me. I can yeah. see it. It's great. Well, let me tell you about how traditionally the Japanese view the afterlife. So they believe, and this is like in folklore Japan, not present Japan. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it depends on what you believe, but I'm not trying, I'm trying not to make huge generalizations about an entire country right now. That would be good. Yeah. Not doing that. So... (laughs) The afterlife is a little bit different. All humans have a spirit or soul called a Raycon, which is similar to what Western people believe, that when a person dies, the Raycon leaves and enters purgatory, which is, you know, similar. We've got like a soul that goes to heaven or whatever. But for Japan, the Raycon has to wait for a proper funeral or post-funeral rites to be performed so it can actually like ascend and join its ancestors or go to the proper place okay so you have to do these things and if you don't it'll just like stay in purgatory um so if it's done right it will become the protector of the family they have shrines to them they will come back at certain festivals like it's great oh cool good ghost but if like things are met perfectly uh then you can get 
a yurei. So, oh, bad ghost. Bad ghost. So if a person dies in a super sudden or violent manner, like murder or suicide, it mm. can be a problem. Um, if they don't have the proper burial rites performed, if they died with very like powerful emotions, like desire for revenge, love, jealousy, sorrow, then even if you do everything right, then they'll turn into a yurei. So the Raycon will not go to where it's supposed to go and become your protector. It bridges the gap between afterlife and the physical world. And it can come back, basically. Okay. Okay. So, and it's uh, evil? Um, I mean, not necessarily. Huh. But it, it like, is influenced by what happened when it died. And usually if it's, like rights weren't performed it's going to be mad about that you know got it or if okay. it was murdered it's going to be mad about that so they're not like evil but they're mad typically or sad oh that's worse yeah like if you die very happy you're not going to come back <laughs> right well it's a, well you do come back as like a protector you do yeah but you're not like you can't actually show up in the physical world and affect things but okay. these yurei can okay um, so they actually like cross over and come back to the physical world. So they're not in some other oh, plane. I see. They're here. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Unfinished they actually business. live on earth. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they can be laid to rest if you finish their unfinished business for them. Oh, so, okay. So like you can't really exercise them. Like that's not really going to work. You have mm -hmm. to figure out what is up and help them so like you can perform their missing rituals or rites you can like resolve the conflict that they're dealing with like maybe if they you know were murdered you murder their murderer that's what it takes mm, okay that, so yeah. yeah you like need to avenge them or whatever can they tell you what they need or are they just gonna scream I think sometimes they do, but it depends on, like, what's up with them, you know? Sometimes, right. like, the hardest part, sometimes they don't know. Oh, shit. And then they're back and they're just like, I'm fucking mad and something happened to me. And you're just like, I don't know. So That sounds, that sounds right. Why yeah. am I mad? I don't know. Yeah, like, I was dead and I don't know what happened. It's like, oh, well, that guy pushed you off a cliff and you didn't even realize it. But you're here. Oh. So we have to find that out for you. I see. In the meantime, you're just going to be, like fucking terrifying all up in my grill um so oftentimes if if you're of a lower social rank and you died violently or you're treated really shitty just during your entire life the more powerful you'll be as a yurei oh shit so like the more shit happened to you or like you just had a shitty life you'll be a very powerful yurei and harder to get rid of and can do more things and be like more poltergeisty <laughs> oh no okay you know? okay um and like you said they like to show up during the witching hour which is 2 a.m mm -hmm. and they typically have like a locale that they stick in so like the place where they died or their like home or you know okay they, they have like a place they hang out in which is similar for i think for a lot of ghosts yeah. Western culture. Yeah, a lot of, like, Western ghosts are stuck to, like, historical sites or the houses they died in or the houses where they committed a murder or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, same with them. Though, 
if they're the more powerful ones, like I said, like really shitty things happen to them, they can go farther and follow mm. you around and whatever. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, they're they're pretty tough. They're pretty tough ghosties. What do they when you when you see one like that's following you, what do they look like? Um, let me get into it. So, they got very popular. Um, just stories about Yurei got super popular, and the golden age of these stories was in the Edo period, which was in, like, the 16 to the 1800s. Wow, a long time ago. Yeah, and it these was- These guys it, have been around. Yeah, they have. And it was kind of a time of, like, peace and prosperity. There's lots of arts. That's when uh, Kabuki Theater became really big. Like, mm-hmm. Japan was just rocking it. Um, and so during that time, there came this game called- Hayakumanogatari kai donkai. That's what it's called. It's a song. Yep, because it's a very long word. Um, and so this was like a storytelling game that was about telling Yurei stories. Oh. Because people fucking loved them. And <laughs> they're like, listen to this crazy thing that happened to my neighbor's grandma's daughter. And you're just like, whoa. So there was this whole game where people would sit in a circle. And there were, the room would only be lit by 100 candles. And okay. as they told the stories, every time a story would end, they would put out the candles one by one. And so, okay. like, the light in the room would, like, get dim with, like, the stories getting scarier and scarier. <sighs> which is very similar to that D&D game I play. I'm like, oh, my God. Did they yeah, steal this idea? Mm, probably. Um, and so it was kind of just like a spooky game. And if you think about, like, how long it takes to tell one story, we fucking, like, it takes us, like, an hour to tell one story. And this is 100 Candles. This game went on for a (laughs) long-ass time. Well, you know, if you don't really got, like, TV, sometimes you just want to sit around and tell ghost stories. That sounds fun, even now. Yeah, exactly. So, you asked what they looked like. Yes. Uh, So, in this time, like, stories were big, kabuki was big, and then also art and the um there was like an ukiyo artist ukiyo 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 nope it's like the painters cards the the beautiful paint like scroll paintings you know ink and that like that Mm. this dude named maruyama okio created like the first traditional painting of a yurei um which kind of like cemented what they looked like for everybody and this was based on him like he actually saw a yurei, and I think it was supposed to be, like, his former lover or something. And he painted her as he saw her. Okay. And he, like, and he was kind of known for being a very naturalistic, very realistic painter. Like, he wouldn't paint anything that he couldn't see. So because he painted that, people were like, oh, he must have seen this. This must be Ooh. what they really look like. Yeah. Okay. And I've seen the painting. It's... It is pretty realistic and, like, kind of creepy, but also kind of sad. So I don't know what, uh, what went yeah. up with his yure, But um, here's what they look like. They always dress in white. So okay. white is the color for um, mourning. Like, in Japan, your burial kimono is always white in the Edo period. Um, also, in Shinto, white is the color of purity and it's usually reserved for priests or the dead. So it would make sense mm-hmm. 
if they're all dead, they were all buried in their white kimonos, they would still be wearing them. Um, long, disheveled black hair. Ah. Which is... I've seen this before. Yes. Which is because I feel like a lot of Uray are women. Uh-huh. Interestingly enough. Um, hmm. Mm-hmm. And did you Jap- find a reason for that? Uh, yeah. I mean, and you can infer, but we can talk about it. But okay. the black hair of the woman is, is because usually Japanese women in the Edo period will wear it all pinned up. You know, the images with the like really big elaborate uh-huh. buns and beautiful hairdressings. Well, they mm. would grow it really long so they could, like, put it in all these really beautiful hairstyles. But when they died, their hair would be worn down. Oh. So, as a, as a yurei, it's still, like, down. It's all disheveled because they're dead. <laughs> so, the hands, uh, they, they kind of have the pose where it's, like, arms at the sides but, like, bent up at the elbows and then, like, dangly hands you Ugh. know that kind of thing and then typically they don't have legs or feet they're just no. kind of floating yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no so they just got these creepy dangle hands and no legs just like oh. a wispy kimono and they float and, around and they angry they angry typically oh. angry um okay and then also they're followed by hitodama which are like little floating lights or flames. Um, mm. So, and they're like different colors, like blue or green. And they're kind of like, I don't know, you know, uh, Irish will-o'-wisps? No. Oh, okay. Well, they're like little ghosty lights. They're kind of magical in okay. in Western folklore. But for Japan, they're a part of the ghost so they're not their own independent little lights they're just like a part of what the ghost is kind of projecting out like surrounding her yeah Mm -hmm. okay weird little lights so do you want to know the types of yuri there's a couple oh there's okay yeah yeah so um the first is an ubume which can work into the most of them are women because this is specifically a mother who died in childbirth oh so she's she's coming back because she died leaving behind young children who yeah. need her. And then this Yuri seems kind of nice. She typically tries to care for the children still and she'll like bring them candy and shit. Oh. So I think Fine. for that one, you just have to like show her that the you're taking care of her kids for her. Yeah. And they'll be okay. And she's like, okay, I don't need to be here. Bet she turns on people that are treating her children badly, though. Oh, yeah, she will. She will fuck you up. Yeah. So that's kind of nice. Yeah, um, I like that. Yeah. So next is a Goryo, which are vengeful ghosts of the specifically aristocratic class. So they're fancy. Um, oh. And they're especially those who were martyred. And I don't know how many fancy people were being martyred in, like, Edo, Japan. But apparently enough apparently a lot yeah to have like a whole type so okay um that's them there are the funa yore which are specifically people who died at sea okay and they've got like okay their take on the typical look is crazy so sometimes (laughs) they're like they look like scaly fishy humans like oh they become hybrids or something oh what 
Or sometimes they look like a mermaid or a merman. Oh. Which is... What? Do they... Are the... Are they on land? Are they only in the ocean? Um, well, I guess if they died at sea, they're probably in the ocean. Oh, so it's just like mermaids. Mermaids are ghosts? Yeah, but they're creepy, scary ghosts. And they do bad, bad things. Like, like, we've got, you know, we've got ghost ships, and they're all, like, skeletons. Right. But these guys are, like, mermaids. So mm. they're not nice. They're still gray. They're like traditional, like, trickster mermaids. Yeah, but, like, dead ones. <laughs> but, like, dead and they're also ghosts. Well, that's yeah. cool as hell. I want to see a sci-fi original movie about that immediately. You know, I'm sure there is one. Actually, like, the Japanese horror genre is badass, and we just, like, steal from it constantly. And we're like, let's make the grudge also. Let's make the ring also. <laughs> and we just make it worse and less scary. Yeah. And this yeah. is what, like, this is what Japan's working with. They have all these stores already, and they're like, yeah, we're going to make a movie out of this. Hell yeah. Oh, God, but it's I'm so scary. So yeah. scary. No, I will never watch a Japanese or, like, a Korean horror film, because I know they're the worst things in the goddamn world. <laughs> I will be, like, destroyed by one of these yeah. films. Um, I, I think you described one to me once, and I died. I might have. I might yeah. have. Uh anyway. Yeah, they're bad because like these are these are the stories they would tell each other for fun. You know? Yeah. About these terrifying creatures and then they're just like, "Yeah, let's now let's make a movie out of them." Yeah, it's going to be awful. Going to be fucked up. Like awful for me, probably amazing for anyone who likes horror. Um, yeah, I'm sure. Lots of anyway. horror buffs may listen to our podcast. Thank God for you <laughs> so you can tell us what the stories are about. Yeah, please. So <laughs> Uh, Zashiki Warashi are ghosts of children. So sad. But they're, like, more mischievous and not really super dangerous. So I think them as Yurei, they're just kind of more confused of why they're here. You know? Like, because they don't really get it. I don't think they have enough lifetime, unless it's really sad to, like, get a lot of terribleness to make them a super powerful Yurei. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, they're just, they just kind of play tricks and shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the ones you got to look out for are the Onryo, which are real vengeful ghosts who come back because something shitty happened to them in their lifetime. Like, there's some wrongdoing and they're out for revenge. Ooh. Their emotions are really strong. And if you fulfill its purpose for it, it might not work. Oh, why not? Because they're so mad. Like, they can still hang around, even if, like, whoever murdered them is gone, or they get, like, their revenge. They can still hang around. So, like, you just can't get rid of them. You just have to try to appease them. How do you appease them? Uh, I, it's hard. Sometimes they, like, (laughs) build shrines for them. And, like, sometimes they, like, um you know try to honor them in some way mm. uh but they're still fucking mad <laughs> i mean sometimes you just gotta be mad yeah um and this one is a fun one the jibakure are called earthbound spirits and they're really rare like this isn't typical but these are spirits that don't even have a purpose they're just bound to a location or a situation and you can't get rid of them either but were they people once, or are they just... 
They spirits. were people once. They're all people once. So what? So no one knows. So, yeah, no one knows what's up with them. Uh, I think the grudge is based on one of these guys. Oh. So. Just there. Yeah, just like this is their, they're in this house. And you, we don't know what they want. They don't know what they want. They're just there and they're terrible. Oh. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And like you can't get rid of them unless you fulfill their thing. And if you're like an Onryo or a Jibakure, you're just fucked. Yeah, you're just always there. I'm confused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Really shitty things happen to you. So, oh. like, it's it's rough. It's rough. Do you want to hear a story about an Onryo? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I love this story. I also love all the things I read about these guys because they're so cool. Um <laughs> But, like, this bitch, oh, my God. She's she's amazing. I love her. Okay. Uh, yeah. She's so cool. Her name is Oi- Oiwa. Okay. Oiwa. And she is, like, one of the three great yurei of Japan. So, Japan has got, like, three specific ghost stories that's, like, their favorites. Oh. That they go to a lot that's influenced a ton of Japanese culture. And this is one of them. And she's, like... Her light, her story is terrible, but she's a badass because hers is like a revenge story. Okay, good. So it's cool. So this is it's called the ghost story of Yotsuya because it was actually uh, first written down as a kabuki play. Oh. So most things I'll be telling you is from the play. Um, okay. So it was written by this guy named Tusuria Nanbuko the Fourth. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I did that right. And it was written in 1825. Oh, wow. It's old. Yeah. It's old, but it's not like super old because the her actual life was in the 1600s. Oh, wow. So it's based on her true story, but like so many things, like 200 years, things get convoluted. So take all of this with a grain of salt. Okay. It's also been changed, like, from this original play, it's been adapted over and over again. There's so many different stories. Um, mm. I tried to find one that was pretty close to the, the original play to get as close to the actual story as possible. But it's been adapted into film over 30 times, and it's been in TV Whoa. series. And it's just, like, Japanese horror is super influenced by this story. Okay. So, cool. I'm, like, mad that I've never heard about this before. Like, this is... <laughs> Like, how do I not know? That's why we're here, Brandy. We're here to tell the tell the people. Tell the people. Yeah. Um, okay. So, Oiwa was married to uh, this dude named Iamon, and he was a ronin. So, a ronin is a samurai who kind of has, like, fallen from grace. He, he, like, no longer has a master. And, you know, samurai, like, that's their whole thing. They, they work for a super rich dude. They're, like, the knights. Um... Mm-hmm. So usually this happens because his master dies or he loses the favor for some reason. Iamon became a ronin because he stole money from his master. So uh, he's like a real shitty dude yeah. <laughs> already. Um, and like also a scary dude because he's a samurai. So he can fucking use a sword. Yeah. But he's a th- like he's a thief. So he's super shitty. Um so this happens. He doesn't have a job anymore. So they're super poor. 
they're not really in a happy marriage because of this and he's like super wasteful and he continues to be a thief so like he's just shitty and she's like ugh I'm married to this guy gross so she decides to like leave him and she's like I'm outie she can't actually get a divorce because she's a woman and you need like a legit reason to get a divorce more than like my husband's fucking terrible so she just leaves and goes back to her family home nice and he's he decides to follow her no not 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 good yeah so he's like following behind her a couple miles back you know and he's stopped by oiwa's father whose name is uh yotsuya samon so he samon shows up oiwa's dad and is like i know you're the shittiest guy uh you steal shit and you're the worst um so you like leave my daughter like she can't leave you because women can't do shit but you leave her and iamon's like um i don't think so and he fucking murders her dad (gasps) what the i know he just like whips out his sword and kills him well she's not coming back to you now except iamon comes back and says like I just saw a random stranger on the road kill your dad. And because police don't exist, she's like, oh, that must be what happened. And he, like, begs her to come back to him. And the the way he gets her to come back is he's like, I promise to avenge your father's murder. Oh, Which is God. him. He's the fucking worst, this guy. Oh my god. I know. So she comes back. Um and she actually gets pregnant and they have a son together. But okay. like things are really bad, really shitty, mm-hmm. and they have no money and Oiwa became like really sick after she gave birth. Which is oh. like it's all just bad for her. And yeah. because she's super sick and she can't really do much and they have no money, Iamon grows really resentful of her. And he's, like, not happy with her. But he's not going to do anything. But he's not happy. So, next door to them lives this super rich doctor named Ito Kihei. He's, like, real rich and fancy. Um, and he's got this, like, super... Uh, I, w- I mean... Maybe she's just young and naive. But he's got this grand granddaughter named Oume. And she really wants to marry Iamon why he must be like a super hot asshole yeah i didn't picture him as hot but now yeah maybe he is he might be super hot like he was a samurai he's probably got abs Ugh, true yeah so and she's probably really young and dumb yeah so he's got this granddaughter and she really wants to marry this dude who lives next door to them but she thinks that she's less attractive than ous she thinks she's ugly compared to her so she doesn't think that Iamon would ever want to be with her because, you know, she doesn't think she's as pretty. So her granddad, Kihei, is like, okay, I've got a plan. We're going to totally fuck up Oiwa so Iamon will want to leave her for you. And Oiwa's like, great. Why is because, the grandpa going along with this? Because the grandpa really loves his granddaughter. Oh, my God. So... He 
prescribes he's a doctor so he prescribes this ointment to a to help her with her post baby sickness whatever that is but and it's like this like topical cream and okay. it, in reality it's a fucked up poison oh my god Mm-hmm. so when she puts it on it like horribly disfigures her face but she has no idea because she's like not around any mirrors or anything so she's okay. just putting it on and she thinks it's helping her but it's like fucking up her face <sighs> and it causes like her eyes to fill up with blood and <sighs> become all red and then one eye like droops down on her face <gasps> and <gasps> her skin gets all like scarred and distorted and fucked <gasps> up like <gasps> terrifying she has no idea She's just trying to feel better. Um, but Eamon sees this, and he's, like, disgusted by her. And he, he like, his resentment just, like, turns into hatred, because now she's sickly, useless, and ugly. Oh, my God. And he's just, like, super pissed. He's like, what the fuck is my life? And my wife is disgusting. And so Kihei sails up, old grandpa, and he's like... Hey, Iaman, I noticed that your do- your uh, wife is super gross. How about you marry my granddaughter instead? And then you can marry a pretty girl and then also inherit all this doctor money. And since Iaman is a total shit, he's like, yeah, totally. I'm going to do that. So he, I guess he has to pay like a dowry or something for, for Ume. Yeah. Um, so he starts, like, pawning all of Oiwa's stuff. Like, her kimono, her, like, all of her things, like, even their son's clothes. Like, he's oh so bad, and he's trying to just get enough money to marry Oume. But he also needs a legit reason to divorce Oiwa. Yeah. So, oh, this fucking... <laughs> so he hires his friend Takuetsu to rape her. So he could accuse her of cheating on him, and then he could divorce her. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. I hate this guy. I, this guy she... is the worst guy. The worst oh guy. God. And she literally has done nothing. Nothing. Oh, she's sick. That's what she's she sick. She gave birth to a baby. To his child. To his child. Yep. Yep. So. On the night, like, Iamon was conveniently out of the house, and Takuetsu comes in, and he's, like, gonna do it, and he sees Oiwa's face, and he's, like, super freaked out, and he's like, fuck this, I'm not messing with this lady, um, and he's like, I'm, I'm out, I'm totally out, and so he okay. instead just, like, tells Oiwa everything. He's tells just him. like... He's just like, here's what Iamon wanted me to do. Here's what he's trying to do and marry this girl. He's going to totally, like, fuck you over. And she's like, I don't believe you. Like, what what are you fucking saying to me? So he shows her a mirror. Finally. (gasps) And so when she sees her reflection, she's, like, totally horrified. And she tries, like, this is a big part in the play. She tries to cover up her, like, gross like drooping eye by like brushing her hair over it her long black hair but then when she touches her hair it's it falls out in like clumps and in the play apparently the scene is super awesome because there's like a trope in 
Japanese kabuki that like a very beautiful woman is always displayed like brushing her long hair. Mm-hmm. So she's doing this, but it's falling out in just, like, <gasps> impossible, like, giant clumps of hair. Because someone below the stage is, like, pushing up hair as she's dropping it. So it's just, like, this giant pile of hair that's building oh, up. Oh. It's super cool, right? That sounds cool, yeah. That's just, like, sweet, like, play <laughs> special effects from the 1800s. But Sweet. In the actual story, she's, like, her hair is just, like, falling out because of the poison. And yeah. so she just becomes, like, hysterical, and she's so mad. And so she grabs Takeetsu's sword and just, like, runs for the door. Nice. I, probably to kill Iyaman, because yeah. he's the fucking worst. But Takeetsu, like, tries to stop her, and he's trying to grab her. And Let her go. her trying to get away, she accidentally, like, stabs herself in the throat with the sword. No! I know. So she's on the floor bleeding to death and as she's dying she's just repeatedly cursing Iamon's name yes as she dies and Takeyatsu is just like fuck and she just she dies cursing his name and he just leaves he's just out of there so Oiwa's body was discovered by their servant named Kohei because apparently if you're poor you still get a servant like what is what is I, I don't know old old Japan so when Kohei goes and tells Iamon, like, holy shit, your wife is dead somehow, instead of being upset, he's, like, stoked. He's like, oh, now I don't even have to accuse her of anything. She's just dead now, and I can marry whoever I want. And Kohei, the servant, is like, that's super weird. Like, what are you saying? And Iamon's like, oh, yeah, no, I probably shouldn't have, like, clapped my hands and giggled like a child when you told me my wife was dead, so I got to kill you so he murders kohei the servant oh my god because he was too suspicious and then he nails both kohei and oia's bodies to a door and throws them in a river oh (laughs) and he makes up a story that they were sleeping together so nobody looks at him weird for then immediately marrying oome great so he's he all the fucking worst like he doesn't actually kill her but might as well have yes so here's where things get good oh thank god i need Um, something good so oiwa obviously came back as an onryo like she wasn't a regular like yurei she's fucking mad yeah. And she was out for vengeance. So she comes back as this, like, very powerful, very scary yurei. Um nice. So on uh, Iamon's wedding night, he's laying next to Ome, and he's having trouble sleeping. And he rolls over in bed, and he sees next to him the horrible, disfigured face of Oiwa instead Hell of yeah. Ome. And he is terrified, so he grabs his sword, and he slashes out at her and then she goes away and he sees that he had just cut up Oume instead and she's dead oh shit so he's terrified and so he runs over to try to find grandpa his new father-in-law for help except for when he gets to his house he sees Kohei instead of grandpa (gasps) And so he he freaks out, and he's got his samurai sword out, and so he just stabs him. But then he looks up and sees that 
it's not Kohei stabbed, but Grandpa. Oh, shit. Ghost tricks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also love that, like, Oyua didn't really know Kohei, but they're, like, a team now. Yeah, they're, like, a crew. I, pff, they, They're, like, what? ghost Good. team now? Mm-hmm. Working um, together. Yeah. So he was just, he just, like, ran away, Iamon, because he, he killed his wife, his second wife, and his father-in-law, and mm-hmm. Oyua, like, still was after him. She was not satisfied with this. Great. So, like... Everywhere he went, she was there. And she, like, was in his dreams. And she appeared, like, all over the place. Like, one of the big uh, images is her appearing, like, in the paper lanterns that light the street. So just imagine, like, her terrible, like, blood eyes, scarred face, like, in these lanterns. Yeah, and so he's like, I have to be away from lanterns and civilization and anything so he hides in this like isolated cabin in the mountains but Oiwa is an onryo she isn't like stuck to one place yeah so she follows him there and she's just she just like haunts the living fuck out of him and Mm -hmm. he gets to a point where he can't tell the difference between nightmares and reality sweet good good and he he just goes insane and that's the yeah. end of the story. Oh, he doesn't and even die. He just suffers. She, she doesn't kill him. He oh, just, that's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it great? So she just, she fucks with him for like all time. Just, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Good. Yep. And um, I mean, and there's one version of the story where a friend finds him and kills him out of sympathy mm-hmm. for him. But she's like not appeased. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So this play was really fucking popular. And mm-hmm. we can talk about now, like, why it's all women. But during this era, it was, like, the specific era when the play was written was called the Bunsei era. And it was a time of, like, social unrest. So, mm-hmm. and it was also a time where, like, women were super oppressed. And, like, they couldn't do anything. They had no rights. And yeah. so this play about a woman being wronged and then coming back and, like, getting terrible terrible revenge was like super popular and it was also just like this exchange of power that people really liked because you know there's all this social unrest and they really related to like this very delicate victim who turns into this super powerful like avenged woman yeah and iamon who's this tormentor terrible person just gets like he turns into the tormented yeah. And it, people loved this story. It was super popular. And I love this story. <laughs> I, yeah, I was about to say, um, also, I do. What a yeah. great story. And, like, and- women, yeah, women just were in a terrible social standing. They had no rights. And so I think what was scarier to people in that time was this, like, something they'd never seen, which was a woman with all this power and anger and the will like the ability to destroy a man was more terrifying mm. than a man doing that Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. so it's delicious yeah also a lot of tasty like, little stories come with like tragedy and they're like love stories you know so there's yeah. a lot of like women dying for that but i think there's something like very scary in this time about a powerful vengeful woman yeah it's like oh are you mistreating your wife well 
guess what? It's <laughs> come back for you. It's gonna uh-huh. turn you insane. Yeah, and I think, like, like powerful men with samurai swords or whatever were normal. But, like, she didn't she didn't have a sword. She just no. fucking showed her face and drove this yeah. dude to madness. Yeah. It's like, hell yeah. That. But Yeah, that's true. It's not like she was, like, clawing at him or anything. She just, like, appeared. Mm-mm. Yeah. And she just oh. destroyed his life. He, she made him kill and destroy everything he wanted. Well... He destroyed her life, so. Yeah. But, um, like I said, she was actually a real woman. Um, oh, yeah. She died in 1636, and she's you can actually see her, like, uh, she actually has a shrine now. Because oh, okay. people are trying to appease her. Because yeah, she's still be. angry. She's still angry. She got her revenge, but she's the kind that won't chill out. Like, she's no. buried at this temple um, in Sugamo, which is uh, in Tokyo, so you could actually visit it. Yeah. And um, it's she's kind of her curse is still around. And this is where I feel like it turns from story into the real spooky shit because oh, shit. obviously this play is based on her. We don't really know what actually happened to her, but she is a real woman. And all of the productions of this play, and then TV and movie and all these things, have reported mysterious accidents and injuries and sometimes deaths on set so on set oh and so now it's a tradition for all the actors and the directors to make a pilgrimage to her grave before they ever like start shooting to ask her permission to shoot her story and then they need her permission and her blessing over the production how do they get her permission i think they they just like honor her at her shrine okay and basically at by asking her they have like acknowledged the fact that it's her story it's like her on thing like please mm-hmm. don't fuck us up and this <laughs> this is apparently like super important for the actor or actress who's going to play oiwa because yeah yeah so like she's still around and like she'll still fuck you up if you don't treat her with respect you know what's sad though is that it sounds like she never she never is gonna get peace or rest no she's the kind that that'll never happen because she was so so hurt terribly terribly wronged yeah yeah so yeah she's the kind and like i said you can't really appease them so they just do what they can they built her a shrine that got destroyed multiple times by like a fire and world war ii and they keep rebuilding it because they're like no 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 good idea yeah we have to make her happy and she's never going to be gone she's always going to be there holy shit but she's got like such a huge legacy now like 30 different adaptations she's like one of the main ghosts and every time they make something they have to go to her and like ask for her permission i feel like she's pretty good (laughs) i no, i like her Mm -hmm. she's only like really haunting people that hurt her yeah and it's it's just honestly it's just sad that she's still like around it's just sad i think kohei got his i don't think he was an onryo i think he like was good and because he's not mentioned ever again yeah but she's like so mad that 
Yeah. She's just not going away. What? Um, do you know what happened to their son? I don't. But I know that there are some depictions of her that she's holding a baby. Okay. So he might have died. Um, oh. There's also versions of the story where she's pregnant, where she gets the ointment, and it actually causes her to have a miscarriage. Oh, my God. And and sometimes the ointment is what kills her, and then she just is like this terrible like pregnant woman or with like dead fetus ghost but the things that are always the same is like her hair falling out and the eye that's just like all fucked up well that was terrible yeah but also (laughs) very empowering (laughs) yeah weirdly very empowering Mm -hmm. i wish we could do something for her I mean, because we think about all the ghost stories we've heard, and a lot of times it's just kind of sad, and they don't really get any kind of revenge. They're just kind of stuck in a place, mm-hmm. you know? And she she gets it, and more. <laughs> she does, yeah. 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 So I guess that's the best you can hope for when you're a yeah. ghost. Yeah. Okay, so, wow. Holy shit. Um, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Yure are not only things of, like, legend and folklore. They are, obviously, like, a huge part of Japanese folklore, but they still exist today. People still believe in them. Um, I mean, I know there's been, like, modern adaptations where Yure are, like, very involved. There's that new movie that came out that was horrible called The Forest, and (laughs) there's um, The Ring and, like, The Grunge and all that shit. But, um... People in Japan still, like, culturally believe in yure. And um, I was wondering if I could tell you about a place that may be, like, has a lot of yure yeah. in it. The most yure in all of Japan. Ooh. Um, so I'm going to talk about the Akiyogahara Sea of Trees, which is a forest um, in Japan uh, at the base of Mount Fuji, and uh, which is very spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called the Sea of Trees because the trees are like very close together, um, and there's it's hard to get like sound through them, so it's very silent. Ooh, spooky! Um, yes, and uh, it's very very dense, and it's uh, grows. It grew on top of like a volcanic. Oh, I'm so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> like cool down lava. What's that called? Anyway, the forest grew on top of that, mm-hmm. and um. It's one of the few virgin woods left in Japan. So it's very beautiful, um, very big, and it's what very... What does virgin easy- wood mean? Undeveloped. Because Japan is a very developed country. Yes. So it's like, you know, one of the few national forests. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, it's also called the suicide forest because every year people come, every year, like, a lot of people come to kill themselves in the forest. Mm. And it's infamous for that. Um, Do you know why Like people specifically want to go there? Like Before it became a thing. Yeah. Uh, solitude. Okay. Um, there is a historical precedent. precedent. Um, so, back... I mean, this is a folklore legend, so it doesn't have like a year. Right. Um, but back in the day, in feudal times, <laughs> it says, uh, during famines, families would bring their elderly and their children to uh, Akio Gerhera and just leave them 
oh to die yeah yeah um just because so they couldn't be, feed them or yeah so there would be less mouths to feed yeah um and people say that's you know where the where the ure come from um mm-hmm. from those souls so are they the little mischievous ghost children or are they the sad i mean there's there's elderly people and there's the ghost children. So Got there's it. both kinds that you discussed. Mm-hmm. But there's not a lot of, like, tricks played. Yeah. Um, it's mostly... Um, a lot of people feel like they're, they're being summoned into the forest. Mm. Um, there's um, this feeling of, like, being called to the forest that people talk about. Um, yeah. This one Buddhist monk... Uh, named Kaimoo Fuki, Fuki um, has been has for years has set up a shrine in like the the parking area of that forest to try to ward away these spirits that are calling people mm-hmm. um, to kill themselves. Um, him and like fifty monks from his temple come all the time to construct like an altar in response to the the troubled spirits because. Um, these are spirits that were left in pain, like you described, yeah. to to starve and to die. And then on top of that, they're the people that committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to really get into the suicide culture in Japan um, because that's a real fucking bummer. Um, but, I mean, we can talk about it if you want. Um, so but, there I mean, was... It, it's, so the Buddhist monk, he's trying to, like in the best way possible like mass appease all of them yeah yeah but there's like Uh, too many to be like what happened to you let me help (laughs) yeah because last year there were a hundred people that killed themselves the year before that there was like 70 it's a lot of spirits yeah but there are more people that end up not doing it so that's Hmm. good there's a lot yeah. of, like, prevention services. There are people that go into the forest and try to find people before they do it. And there's, like, hotline numbers everywhere. And Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah. it's There's a really interesting... I would suggest, if you're interested in this, uh, for a more nuanced w- uh, version of this information, watch the Vice documentary on YouTube called The Japanese Suicide Forest. Very good. Not exploitative. Mm-hmm. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But here are some... There's some weird stuff that happens in this forest. Um, Compasses, for some reason, don't work in it. Hmm. Or, like, your cell phone GPS turns off. It it just doesn't work because of something about, like, the magnetic lava rocks from the volcano. Yeah. Um, Helps with the whole getting lost. Yeah, so people get lost all the time. Um, So a lot, and you can see images of this online, um people like have tape with them and they kind of like wrap it around trees as they walk so -hmm. they don't get lost so they can go back with the tape that's what most of the hikers do so there's like tape on top of tape Mm -hmm. there was a (laughs) uh one woman a couple of years ago uh her tape got cut when she was a couple of miles into the woods um and then but she made it out like starving and like dehydrated um but she had no idea he would have cut her tape. Yeah. Yeah. And she says she thinks it's one of one of the ghosts, but um you could know, how be. Could, how could you how could you possibly know? But yeah, the ground is very uneven and deceptive. 
mm-hmm. and you trip a lot and there are lots of small caves um there are no birds or insects or wildlife it's just quiet wow that's crazy yeah so you know how the um you said the ure were like angry a lot Mm -hmm. of the time um according to some japanese spiritualists the trees have like over time soaked themselves in the um like the violent energy that these spirits have yeah that have accumulated over the centuries so it's not it's it's that there's ghosts but it's that the forest itself is like haunted yeah that it's like soaked all this this bad i mean this is hundreds of years of this happening if if back in the feudal times is true yeah um so i mean it's um it's a freaky place. I got really freaky. Uh, freaky. I got really scared, freaked out yeah. when I read about this. Um, but here's some shit that's happened up in the forest. Mm-hmm. Um, I read an article about a journalist in the Japanese Times. Um, he was writing an article about the suicide forest because people are interested, of course. And uh, he heard a wail, like a violent like scream. And he followed it, and he didn't really want to follow it. He just did, like, yeah. automatically. And he he found a body there of an older man in his 50s who had committed suicide. There were, like, pills around him Aww. and alcohol. and uh, But the body had been dead for, like, a couple days. So uh, they don't know where the scream came from. Maybe yeah, it was this guy's Ure. I don't know. There are also tourists who have taken to the woods because this is like a big tourist spot now for like ghost hunters. A lot of American ghost hunting shows have gone there. Um, That's shitty. Lots of pictures of <laughs> dude. I know. Fucked up. Um, there's a uh, lots yeah. of pictures of like orbs, like you described, like the orbs that follow the Ure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in like different colors and just floating around. Um, but, oh God. Yeah. So when the Forest Guardians, which is what is the translation they have for like the, the troopers um, that work mm. that forest, when they find a dead body, they'll take it to a special room um, designed for dead for this that's like near the forest. And, uh, they put the body on like a bed, like a regular bed, while they wait for the police to come. And the guard will sleep mm-hmm. in the same room as the body overnight. Because but because they believe that if the corpse is left alone in the room, its Yure will like move all night and like scream and run around. So they want to keep it with someone who may be able to calm it. Oh wow. That's, yeah. that's, oh, what a job. <laughs> what a terrible job. And, uh, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I'm, they're just trying to keep them cool. I'm, if you're someone, you must have so much pain, you know? So mm-hmm. I can't imagine. Um, and I think this is the story that the forest is based on, but there was a couple years ago an American couple that um, encountered a Buddhist monk in the forest. And that's not that 
doesn't seem that weird because there were monks around doing the altar rites and stuff. And um, mm-hmm. the monk, they got lost in the forest and the monk showed them how to get out of the jungle um, and like showed them the path to get out. Um, but when they came out, they learned that there was a rumor about a Buddhist monk who lives inside the forest and stops people from committing suicide. But no one's ever seen the monk outside the forest. And um, so many locals believe that the monk is just a saintly spirit that stops people from taking their lives. Oh, because they don't know who he is. He's just like appears in the forest and is gone. Yeah, because this forest is like really easy to get lost in and like densely packed. So this guy either has to like know what he's doing Mm-hmm. or he's like a ghost man but then i mean like it's good to know that there's like one <sighs> there's a good ghost there because this is this is a place that's like really sacred like it's mount fuji is like a sacred mountain mm-hmm. so maybe he's like associated with that somehow or maybe he's just a monk <laughs> that maybe. like goes into the forest and tries to help people not sure yeah but yeah, there's um, there's a lot of uh, um, people just like feel eerie there, and it might just—I mean, it might be because of what it is. It's a place where a lot of people kill themselves. Like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of um, shoes around, which in Japanese culture, a lot of people before they commit suicide, they take off their shoes. So there's just like shoes scattered around the forest, mm-hmm. like abandoned cars and clothes. Yeah. And in one documentary I watched, there was like a, someone wrote a curse on one of the trees before they did it. Mm. Um, yeah. And uh, so it would be terrifying either way. True. Yeah. But especially if you hear like a scream, in the forest and you're just walking around or if there's like you're a forest ranger by the way who is doing this job it's the worst job ever like holy crap they are amazing (laughs) these people (laughs) i know they just they have to like talk people down from suicide they have to like deal with ghosts apparently They have yeah. to, like, find bodies. It's, that um, is, like, one of the most... If I've ever heard of a thankless job, like, holy shit. Yeah, wow. It's, it's, They're, um, like, the true heroes of this story. Yeah. But, um... People still report that... There's this eerie feeling and inexplicable stuff happens mm-hmm. and yeah i mean it's not exactly a place you would want to visit unless you're i guess like a ghost hunter yeah which in that case i feel like you're only gonna hear like really sad stories so why yeah <laughs> yeah it's why? just like so great numbers you think of like Owiwa, it's like two people and you can focus in on them and be like okay what do they need but like mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of people you just can't you can't no. know it i mean these the monks that were interviewed that i got this information from are attempting to like f- 
contemplate and find like the root of this suffering. Um, in one documentary, the the ranger that has this job, this terrible job, was talking about how um, he just felt like people are feeling really lonely because like the economy in Japan has not been so great since the 90s. And also people are just like not connecting face to face anymore. Um, mm-hmm. There is a really popular novel published in Japan called Manual to suicide that suggested you kill yourself in this forest if you were considering suicide Um, and people bring that with them there a lot Um, but yeah I mean it's just like a big problem that it seems like finding a a solution what what is the unfinished business I don't know Mm mm-hmm yeah. And it's very interesting. And this might segue into the are you convinced? Because the way you talk about mine, like it could totally just be a story because it's from a time where like it's about telling ghost stories, you know, it's right. a play. It's a it's a movie. It's like mm-hmm. maybe someone died in the 1600s and it just created this huge legend, you know? Yeah. It could not be real at all. But for yours, it's like, this is happening right now. It's so yeah. hard to say, like, oh, no, that's, like, there aren't spirits there or feelings there or something there. It's like, no, I think there definitely are. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people believe that, like, emotions manifest themselves as, like, f- you know, phenomena, supernatural mm-hmm. phenomena. Just, like, the sadness or, like, the the amount of emotion just makes you it makes a, a shift in your reality so i don't know it's hard to say like this isn't real because certainly the suicide problem is real and certainly people f- feel strange when they enter the forest certainly they like feel sad and scared and followed and you know because it's a it's a place of like a lot of of emotion and mm-hmm. and fear yeah so and yeah so like for me i feel like it's impossible for me to say like that's not real you know no you can't and, and like i can't tell all these buddhist monks and all these people who feel these things like no it's ghosts aren't real like it's just a like a sad solemn place it's like no i you have to like trust them in this moment yeah and it's hard to say ghosts aren't real in any situation because people see them yeah so you're just saying like "Mm, your reality is wrong yeah um actually i know the truth and your reality is wrong and you were wrong that's it doesn't that doesn't make any sense yeah so in this case like it's not even it's it is real the the feeling is real probably some of the shit you see is real too Mm -hmm. like Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Not Ure sorry. are real. Everything Ure sucks. Real. Well, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't... I really... Okay, let me apologize. I'm sorry for this getting, like, so sad. But this is the part... This... About the suicide forest in Japan is just, like, the most interesting thing to, for me. Because usually I do, like, the more modern stuff and, like, the modern manifestations of the ghosts. And Brandy likes to do the myth part, mm-hmm. which is, like, really good. And I just... I don't know. I just thought it was super 
important and something to think about. I know it's not. Oh, I'm sorry, everybody. It's not funny. No, I think it's, it's good. I think, yeah, it's not, you know, a fun story, but I think it's important to know about. <laughs> and like these folklore, these ideas live on in a very real way, you know? Yeah. How like past influences present. Yeah. And it's, it's so, it makes it so real and it makes it like, yeah, this is a huge part of the culture of the life. And like, you can't just pretend that it's all folk stories, you know? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what I feel. Maybe I'm being too real. Maybe we should only talk about butt ghosts. No. Have we ever talked about butt ghosts? No, but there are really, there is a really great Japanese butt ghost. Oh my, are you fuck? Okay, we have to do a part two. <laughs> but yeah, so um, newsflash, everyone, Yurei are real. They're very scary. They're very sad. Um, some have mm-hmm. awesome movies and some are just sad. Some are just sad. Well, okay. So, Brandy. Yeah. Do you have any, like, bad advice? Yeah, because that's what we do. We don't do good yeah, advice. Yeah, at the end of... We don't give you good advice. Oh my god! If people watch, <laughs> if people watch this show, they're fucked up. First of all, but if people listen to this show and they're <laughs> looking for advice, it's bad. They're not. You're um, not gonna get it here. So here's my advice. Just gotta lay lay this down. Um, yeah, I think to me. all you guys should just shave your heads and get like a crazy long kabuki wig, mm-hmm. and then just like. Every time you brush it or like brush it out and just like have it fall out in like giant piles. Yeah. And like get a friend to like hide behind you and just like have more hair and just like push it like into the pile. So it looks extra big and just be like, yeah, this is me now. I'm just channeling my Oiwa and I just, the hair is gone. I mean, it's a look. It's a good look. And then you just like, you have these nasty clumps. And then once you're, like, done with your little moment and your friend is like, oh, my God, this is the peak of fashion, just gather it all up, put it back on your head and, like, go some, go to the park and start brushing it again. Like, you'll make a statement everywhere you go. And that could be your whole job. That could be your career. That could be your life. Yeah, that's and what you know I'm what? saying. People like, would fear you and they would love you. They would respect you. Also, I feel like we need to really bring in this, like, kabuki special effects into just modern living yeah it sounds like we should because i can i could barely imagine what you were telling me because the glory of it is has never been seen by my own eyes yeah we are uncultured swine we need to go see some kabuki plays for sure yeah um well my bad advice would be to like um i would say that probably you should i mean in the vein of yours grow your hair out really long super Mm -hmm. greasy la la da da da, whatever um probably like try to hang out in areas that are like 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 forests or like i don't know the house of someone who's wronged you and hasn't seen you for a couple years and like just start following that person around and like make sure like the police are complicit just in case they call mm-hmm. the police just make sure the police are your friends and they can just be like oh i don't see her at all i don't know how you win them over <laughs> um yeah maybe if like they're your dad um 
Yeah. And like, just try to, I don't know, just try to like ruin someone's life that way. Because it doesn't seem like that hard to become one of these ghosts, to look like one of these ghosts. Right. You get like a white kimono. Mm -hmm. And then like really long, greasy hair, which anyone Mm -hmm. can do given enough time. Master that wrist dangle. Oh, yeah. I forgot about. Yeah. I could do that. Mm hmm. What like walk backwards, like walk crab walk everywhere. They don't walk at all. They got no legs. Oh, that might be hard. I'm just well. I was imagining the crab walk because I'm a Western bastard. Yeah, you nasty grudge remake. I'm sorry. Let's see. This advice is very bad. Yes. Um. (laughs) So everyone, if you are feeling sad, I'm sorry. I told you about this horrible thing. And next time we'll try to do something lighter, maybe. But sometimes, you know, with spooky shit, it's spooky. And Mm -hmm. it's shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it's both. You got to talk about shitty things sometimes. And I think it's important. And I'm glad you brought it up. But, like, also, everybody, like, take care of yourself. Like, watch a fucking, like, ice skating anime. Watch an ice skating anime, watch a monster factory, watch, like, a lot of puppies running around. Yes. You know. Yes. One of those many things. And, like, you'll feel better. And, like, what else will make you feel better is that if you write to me at SpookyShitPod at gmail.com, or you tweet me at SpookyShitPod, or you write a comment on any platform, Mm. uh, like SoundCloud, um... Or iTunes. I don't know if you yes. can still do that. I don't follow the Apple. You um, can leave a review. Mind control machine. You can definitely leave a review. But you could definitely review. Yeah. Give us some stars. Like, I don't know. Follow the Tumblr, spookyshitpod.tumblr.com. Whatever your platform of choice is. Heck yeah. All right. So that's going to do it. All Bye. right. Bye. Bye.